0: Chris and Noel, first podcast, yeah, Bray slash Glengarry slash Cork slash tralee slash everywhere cast
1: Bradio station.
0: Bradio, Bradio radio station, radio, 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 yeah, it kind of singles you out a little bit, but yeah, book. it does. Actually. We're in Bray. I'm near enough now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true.
1: Anyway, for episode one,
0: episode one,
1: a pilot, maybe we could say. Yeah. Get, figure out what we're doing here. Get it going.
0: Yes, yeah, my first time with, with all this official setup. I feel, I feel like I'm Joe Rogan. I, I don't know if we're allowed to say that on the thing, but I feel like yeah. I'm Joe Rogan. A little bit.
1: So we're all here in the East Coast Jiu-Jitsu Bray Academy. Uh, you opened. When did you open this academy?
0: A year and a half ago, September first, 2015, and it seriously doesn't feel like it was a year and a half ago. Yeah. It's almost more. Well, yeah, it's almost more than a year and a half now. A little yeah. bit. Um, but yeah, September first, 2015, was the first session, and. Honestly, it feels like it was six months ago, like it's flown. You've been busy Um, out? Even I think, cause yeah, I'm busy. And but something that I, and I think this might be the same for everybody that's kind of in a routine, even even if you're doing a nine to five routine, you feel like uh, because I have a timetable for every day, there's like, it's so, for example, I think to myself, I have three kids classes a week on a Monday, a Tuesday and a Friday. And i love teaching the kids classes but that's by far out of all of the work that i do with the gym that's the hardest work or i i find it or i try to put the most effort into it so those are what i consider my hard days of the week the monday tuesday and friday and for example today sunday i'm going raw tomorrow's a monday and then the next day is a tuesday okay then i have two days off until the friday and it always kind of seems like I'm thinking to myself a couple of days ahead, right, I have one day here, I have half an afternoon here, I have to, yeah. and it's cause it's the same week on week on week on week, it feels like it's just been six months, like I said, instead of, yeah. I, I find if I was doing something maybe different, or like if I was here and there, if I was only getting into jiu-jitsu once or twice a week, like I used to be, or if I was, it seems to drag on and take ages, but honestly, yeah. man, it just flies because before
1: you were probably just waiting to get through whatever normal stuff you're doing to get to fun stuff, and yeah, all, now exactly. You're pretty much doing the fun stuff every day, well, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, and it is. I could, I probably could be better at doing the not fun stuff, but I'm not very good at doing the not fun yeah. stuff. Uh, that I think in every in every in school when I was in school when I was working in at a nine to five before this. I was always a bit of a dosser, and not because not I liked dossing necessarily, I was always just trying to have fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. So even when I'm teaching the classes here, I try to have a bit of crack, or I try to tell a few fucking shit jokes or whatever it might be. <laughs> a few lady uh, jokes A few that? crap jokes, yeah. yeah. And I don't know, I just always, I just try to, I hate saying have a bit of crack, but I like to try to have a bit of crack, yeah. you know? Um, and this is certainly a job, especially when you're your own boss, you know what I mean? When I haven't got someone looking in at me going, oh, well, there's Chris having a bit of crack again it's it's seriously easy to do you know so i don't i don't dread coming to down to the gym ever by any means but i guess what i was trying to say is there's not a day where i'm not doing anything there's not saturday is my only day where i don't have classes here and sure i saw you there yesterday i was out in Monkstown for the open mat and it's still that's not that's not a hard day it's not an easy day whatever it's a couple of hours in the morning but it's just still jiu jitsu, jiu jitsu, jiu jitsu, jiu jitsu every day. Um, so it all, it all just feels like it yeah. blends together, if that yep. kind of makes sense.
1: DJ. Yeah. Um, is there anything you're doing these days that isn't there to do with jiu jitsu?
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I actually, funnily enough, when I'm not here, I, th- I think about it all the time, yeah. like too much probably sometimes. And, but I don't watch jiu jitsu really. I don't look at jiu jitsu Facebook pages. I don't. I don't watch the ufc really I, uh i like i watch like skateboarding videos I, don't, I haven't skateboarded in like five or six years and i watch that i, I go climbing a little bit yeah. uh i watch like britain's got talent auditions on youtube yeah. <laughs> so if, if they're good but i don't know I, f- I find certainly when i was only training twice or three times a week years ago i would have immersed myself at home videos, competition, footage, yeah. listening to podcasts. And actually, if I was listening to podcasts, I would listen to Jiu Jitsu because I'd like to hear what people have to yeah. say, especially people who you see someone competing, for example, or you see someone like Kurt Osiander, for example. You yeah. see that guy, right? He's obviously a character. Yeah. Oh, he's on a podcast. Let's, I'd like to hear what that guy has to yeah, say, you know? Interesting yeah. Um, but other than that, like, I do, I do lots of stuff that is in Jiu Jitsu. I go out, like go for walks, like out in the, 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 hill, the hillocks. Um, exploring Bray. Explore exploring the, the wilderness of Bray. Yeah. yeah. I actually bought a skateboard there the other day, yeah. but it hasn't stopped raining since. <laughs> so I'm trying to get back in I'm trying to get back into that.
1: When you were young you used to be into it or something. Yeah, I was
0: never very good, yeah. but like I did it for I did yeah. it for I did it for a long time. There's actually quite a quite a skateboarding scene in Bray. There's a guy um who was like a semi professional, I believe, and you still see him around now. He's he must be in his forties now. A guy called Al Collins, like. Yeah. And he that would have been Obviously, it's, there's a, a, a world of difference between the two, but now everyone's doing MMA because of Conor McGregor. Back yeah. then, if you were skateboarding in Bray, you were like, there's a, there's a guy in Bray that gets free skateboards from America, you know what I mean? So it was, it was kind of cool, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, kinda, I did that for years and years and years, and I played football as well. And then I just started doing jiu-jitsu and then I Do stopped it? all of that rubbish. Yeah. All that rubbish? Yeah. I, I stopped all of that because I used to get worried about getting injured for jiu-jitsu. Yeah because I get again you, obviously you do pick up knocks and stuff doing mm. jujitsu but i'd rather pick up a knock doing jujitsu than mm. like but even
1: like i know so many people like back home like in tralee a lot of people would be playing soccer and there's like tralee dynamos or whatever and uh
0: <laughs> so that was that actually what uh, they're called yeah
1: that's what i think that's one of them yeah and i don't know, I, watch I, out for them I, i'm anyway. kind of alien to the whole football <laughs> thing anyway because i was a complete nerd when i was when i was growing yeah. up but like i knew like so many people in my class and stuff would have been playing football and all of them nearly had a terrible knee injury. Like, yeah, doing soccer, yeah, like. yeah,
0: yeah. And it's because, something about that as well, is unless you're at a high level, and this is something that I've always thought about, and now personally I have no experience of gas, so I can't really say anything about this, but something that I've noticed about like younger team sports, like where kids that are in school, up yeah. to your 18, schoolboy stuff, they're playing the same intensity of match as a Premier League player, it's the same yeah. length, it's yeah. the same size pitch, same size ball, same that's size true. goal, but they have none of the support network. Mm. So just like you said, everyone has a sore knee, it's yeah. ah that's me football knee, you Exactly. Know? Yeah. But you're not meant to have a sore yeah. knee playing yeah. football, yeah. you know, it's like you should have, like my manager when I used to play football, the guy definitely knew a lot about football, yeah. you know what I mean, he, de- he really liked it, he knew a lot about, different methods of training and stuff, like how to get us better at shooting and stuff. But like, didn't no, he was kind of like an overweight kind of dude and stuff and drinking pints and smoking <laughs> and stuff like, so he didn't, it's not, not the same way as if we would look at maybe our coach, Dara. Yeah. So we do jujitsu and Dara would be able to tell you what to eat, how to fix your hip, if it's how to yeah. stretch your hamstring, how to do a good lifestyle. And that's something, I know me and you talked about that before, but that's something that I when I started doing Jiu Jitsu, I was like, oh shit, I never... With the group of friends that I had from everything that I've done, skateboarding, uh, football, whatever it might be, I never had that, like, network of people actually know what's going on, like, instead mm-hmm. of... Instead of everyone's just walking around with straps on their ankles yeah, and their exactly, knees. And, yeah,
1: Just trying to push through to the next thing, like, without
0: yeah. thinking about what's actually going on. Yeah exactly because there's no consideration for it. football is something that you can you start f- when you're 5 in a lot of cases. Yeah. And actually I know I know a lot of jiu-jitsu people start when they're young now as well but it's a sport where you you might you wouldn't even need to know what your bicep is to play football. You yeah, don't yeah. if someone asked you where's your you know what I mean where's your Achilles tendon mm. actually, maybe they'd know because that's a popular injury but yeah. you know what I mean it's it's like Body awareness body and stuff awareness, is like completely separate yeah. to it. Like, I know some people that are very, very good at football that can't touch their toes, or I yeah. know some people that are very, very good at football and they were overweight. A couple, a couple of the lads I went to school with, uh, one of them was never what I'd call a particularly fit person and one of the best footballers I've ever seen in my life. You know what I mean? He was like, he was really confident, he could be doing all sorts of skills, and he was, but like, he hadn't got a clue. He'd be eating crisps and everything every yeah, lunch. And, yeah, yeah.
1: Such a waste of his own potential then. Well, yeah
0: yeah well yeah. at the same time you never know like he was obviously he's the type of person who's not trying to take it too seriously ah, yeah. Yeah.
1: back again here now uh
0: brief eyes
1: let's, let's just have a quick look over uh what, what are you doing next weekend
0: next weekend is the sub over 80 or as we are uh, rightfully calling it the jonathan block invitational jbi uh jitsu invitational um, with the EBI rules, a yeah. friend of ours, John Block, who's, his jiu-jitsu career was carved in two by a by a knee injury. I think I, think, I don't think yeah. he's still being back training. And
1: again, to bring back to that point, that was playing soccer or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 so yeah. There you go. And he was
0: he was a fella who I don't I don't know if the injury actually happened at soccer, yeah. but he was a fella who had a lifetime of soccer training yeah. behind them, and that's again that's probably. Laps and laps. All I did when I went to football training was running and yeah. like a couple of stretches where you pretend yeah. to touch your toe and then that's, they leave you at it like. So he's yeah. probably built up lots of imbalances and yeah. you know what I mean? Mm. Tightnesses and stuff. Maybe not as well, but
1: just checking. This here. Yeah. Poor okay. chap. So we just have a quick look there uh, at the brackets. Yeah, yeah it's the just, brackets were out all right. The brackets were brought out during the week there. So what do we got here? Is, so this,
0: uh, is this under or the hour? This is the
1: under 80 bracket here now.
0: Yeah, there's some good scraps in this, all right. Like, I, I, it looks so much. Uh, initially, when it came out, I was thinking, Jesus, sixteen people. Like, how's he gonna, how is John gonna find? Because if you go to a, I was at the, what, the submission only, the sub only three yeah. recently, the week, or even if you go before that to the Dublin opener, the Naga or the Irish Open or whatever, you, you rarely see six. You certainly don't see sixteen brown belts. Um, yeah you see 16 purple belts and brown belts combined for sure uh but s- some of them you look at some of the purple belt divisions for example sam mcnally's won that thing for the last however long he was a purple belt you know what i mean but the blue belt division before that too so when you're trying to find if you look at for example Sam and marcus if you're trying to find 16 people that can beat sam and marcus you're going to have a or that are at that level mm-hmm. But when I saw the bracket, I was actually kind of going, oh, wait a minute, there's, yeah. even when I saw the pictures one by one on Facebook and it was all spread out over a couple of weeks, uh, it didn't really impact me, but when I saw the bracket and you're looking at all the names beside each other and who might fight who, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, there's yeah. a few good scraps in here, all right.
1: A few names, so your first match is uh, against Kieran Brohan, He's the guy I actually used to train with before down in Cork.
0: I never fought him before, I met him though. Yeah. yeah nice guy.
1: Nice guy. Um, what else we got here? One of the matches that stood out to me was uh Shane Galvin and Patrick Sheridan. Like, I really can't call call that match.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. Yeah. I think Shane's probably a little bit heavier than Pat, but Pat's probably considerably taller. And oh, that's definitely yeah. one of I, I've actually I've trained obviously with Pat lots, but I've I've had to go against him a couple of times in competition too. And that's one of the things that I always found the hardest going against Pat was really the, how long he is. Long yeah. If he yeah. puts his foot on your hip, yeah. you're you're six feet a away. yard away. You're, yeah, <laughs> yard. You're a mile away from him. Yeah, a lot more than six feet. Yeah. Um that'd be a tricky match. Yeah, that'd be a I, used, tricky match. I
1: know Shane quite well as well. Cause uh, I used to train down in Cork, and we trained together a lot. Cause um, Shane moved from Kerry up to Cork when he started doing psychology. Uh, so he has a he's he's doing a PLC to get into a psychology course, and uh, we yeah. we're training away there and. Shane's a serious gamer when he gets going. Uh,
0: mm, I, I, we were talking yeah. before, I fought him, I think I fought him three times, I think, maybe four. I've only fought once in the gi, and he bet me in the gi, armbarred me in the gi. Or he only fought once no gi, Sorry. and he bet me no gi. Um, I managed to get a cheeky loop choke or something on him yeah. the other time that we fought, but he submitted me no gi as well. I got me with an armbar, and I know that that's his money move as well, yeah, seems he, to be. He likes that armbar, yeah. Seems to be the armbar, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely going to be a tough match as yeah. well. The first match, I don't know if this is the order that's going to be running, but this Tyrone Quinn and Tom Halpin is going to be good. And Tyrone is actually someone that I never fought him either, but I've seen him compete. Uh, and he was only in off the voting. I think that, don't think he was after the voting. I think he got in because someone oh. pulled out, I think, oh, even right, maybe. Exactly. And he's one of the people that I thought he should have probably been in there since the start, you know? Yeah. Not to say that anybody shouldn't be in it necessarily, yeah. but...
1: Tom Halpin there as well serious Jiu-Jitsu uh, European cover. champ, yeah, European champ. Not the only. F- so no, you know, <laughs> you go ahead, you go ahead. Got there. his brown belt under Cyborg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's easy. over there every year, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he goes over there quite a lot, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, I've talked to him a good bit about and and his main training partner garode yeah. I've chatted to them a good bit about. Um, I know there's not. Uh, there's not as many people in their group that are as keen maybe as training as they are. Um, Some gyms are lucky and some gyms are unlucky in that sense. You might have, I know here for example, um, because I've only been here for a year and a half, there's not, and this is part of having a school, you know. but there's not 20 people here who are here every day. You know what I mean? The average training in my school at the moment is you might get three or four times a week maybe. You've got some people, one or two lads that are hitting it every day. And I know that this is what happened to Dara as well. And obviously Tom is benefiting from it too, is when Dara started training, we were in the same boat and he took himself over to the States every uh, summer and then comes back to work on the techniques and he's gone and he's back and he's gone and he's back. And I think that mix is really, really good. I think he can almost get better than if you just stayed in the States, maybe. So because Tom is coming back here and he's working or Dara or whoever it might be that goes away, you're going away, you're getting this what's probably on paper a lot harder a lot more technical training with a mat with probably 10 or 15 brown and black belts on it instead of you'd be lucky to catch one or two here Yeah. Um, so you pick up the really really hard training maybe even you're not tapping a person you're not getting a single submission on anybody you're just getting whooped But then you bring all that home, and I remember that's something that we used to always talk about when Dara'd go away, and we'd wait for him to come back. Fuck, he's (laughs) gonna be. What's he gonna come back with? Oh, he's gonna be thirty times better (laughs) this time, you know. And and obviously, Tom has uh, a couple of good training partners that he's getting to work all that with back here, you know. but yeah, he's fit and he's strong as well. I rolled yeah. him the other day.
1: Yeah, he was up on Wednesday. We were training. Yeah. Guilty,
0: guilty in me there, but I was only letting him. <laughs> I was only letting him guilty <laughs> me, you see, just in case we uh, we yeah. face each other in the You can really the feel uh,
1: his techniques are quite sharp. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, very good.
0: Yeah. Especially when you're, he'd be one of the smaller people in the division and probably in his gym as well. Yeah. Um, now, he's in great shape, like I said. I'm not saying he's, he's a wimp by any means, but when, same as your Sam's, yeah. your Marcus's, you have to be on your technique, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't just rip a Kimura off Indeed. someone's shoulder when you're that size.
1: So who else have we got in here? Uh, anything else, Dan, out to you? Who
0: else are we looking at? Like, Brendan McGarry in there as well. Oh, Look, Brendan I'm happy, Magary. To, happy to see McGarry back. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I wonder how happy he is to see himself <laughs> back there. I've seen some
1: Facebook posts he put up where he's missing his pizzas. <laughs> I saw you read that as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't blame him. It's yeah. hard work. Like, I know he's... uh. I know he works hard at training and yeah. off the mat as well. I know he has a, he has a busy lifestyle too, so like, tr- fair play to him for yeah. taking it's it upon himself. Bit
1: of a commitment there to lose, lose the weight and get the fitness going again. Yeah, so
0: he's a scary man. He's a scary man at whatever weight yeah, he, like he is.
1: His his, uh, his bread and butter really are guillotines and footlocks, isn't it? With the same kind of yes. arching movements. Yeah, yeah. If, he, if he just gets the lock, it's just a squeeze and the, yeah. the pull is going to... I like his jiu-jitsu as well because he's... He,
0: and maybe, I don't mean this in any sort of judgmental way, but he's hurting you, you know yeah. what I mean? His jiu-jitsu hurts you, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, you can be... I've been tapped out, or I've lost matches in tournaments before, where like you're like, I don't even feel like I lost there. Someone catches yeah. you in like a, yeah. you know what I mean, something weird, yeah. a, little, a weird omoplata with yeah. ten lapels around yeah, your head. Ren McGarry gets you, and, gets you yeah. and he's going. You're either your foot is going to fall off, or your head is going to come yeah. off. You're just like, nah. fair enough. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm happy he's on the other side of the bracket to me. Oh, I think.
1: So you can only meet in the final, is
0: it? Yeah. Well, I would do well to make it to the final now because I have some tough fights on my side oh, too. Yeah. But. Um, yeah.
1: Where are you? Chris uh, there in the corner. Uh, I'd be
0: surprised if Brendan doesn't make it to the final, anyway. Joey
1: Breslin is near you there in your bracket. He'd be a good fight.
0: Yeah, if I win my first and he wins his first, um, and I, I'm, I'd say I'm confident Joey will win his first there. I, I, know, I don't know much about that guy, Gavin Bowe, but I know Joey, and I know Joey's quite good. Yeah. last time I fought Joey in a competition was maybe two and a half years ago, and he whooped me, like he whooped me. Uh, it was no-gi as well. We actually fought twice, he guillotined me the first time we fought. And then there was a three-man division, so I fought the second guy, bet him to buy myself a f- spot back in the final, and then Joey bet me again. But he oh. didn't submit me a second time, he just horsed me out at about 30-0. <laughs> but yeah, there's, I was, when, I, when I saw the fights before the brackets and all came out, I thought to myself, there's probably four or five people in here that I definitely don't want to get in my first match. <laughs> uh, he, he would certainly be one of them. Yeah. Tom Halpin, yeah. Brendan McGarry as well. I didn't think I was going to get your Sams or your Marcuses in the first match. Yeah, oh, because you're we yeah, yeah, on the yeah. same team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Joey's, uh, Joey's certainly one of the people to beat in the division, I think.
1: Yeah, Obviously, uh, you got Sam McNally in there as well. He'd be probably one of the smaller guys in there, but his technique level is uh, scary. But
0: yeah, oh, Sam. I, I've taken more whoopings off Sam, than and Marcus too, yeah. than almost anyone across my years of training, you know. Yeah. Um, and maybe some of the Jiu Jitsu that I would try to do might be a little bit physical as well. I'm trying to use a bit of strength maybe, yeah. or to use a bit of that to get a bit of control. And I'd probably have 15 kilos on Sam and I never felt yeah. <laughs> I never felt like I was able yeah, to. W-
1: whenever I roll with him and i try trying to do anything, it's just, he always knows the exact right thing to do at the exact right moment, it seems, and I can yeah. never, never get around.
0: He's very good at keeping you in his game, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and that's something that, I, that I'm trying to pick up as well from since I became a brown belt and since I've been training by myself. It's been a a while since I've actually started to do something new. I've done new things within something that I've already done, but I haven't really branched off and started picking up a new uh, whole new technique. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I've been trying to, when I go to a competition, keep the fight within my game, which is something that, again, that I find Sam is very good at doing. Um, he's very good at it. It's hard to go fast on him. It's yeah. hard to get a fast move on him yeah. and he pegs you yeah. into that slow, ties you up and he's locking his guard higher and higher and higher. And I'd anticipate a few close guard arm bars from yeah. McNally at this. Anyway. He's
1: reducing the options of what can happen down into what yeah. into what he wants. And Day
0: it's three. the same as it's something that I try to tell people when I'm teaching the classes here, whatever you do regularly, you become. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, you, if you sit in the couch, you get fat your back gets sore if you do jiu-jitsu you get fit or whatever it might be but within even within jiu-jitsu if you play de La Hiva all day every day you're going to get pretty good de La Hiva. maybe not in a couple of weeks but eventually same with half guard closed guard mount whatever it is yeah. and uh, that's something that i always found sam was able to do very well like i, c- I probably couldn't tell you the last time i saw side control on <laughs> sam on sam mcnally yeah. you know um
1: don't see a lot of people passing Sam McNally's guard.
0: No, 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 no. Especially Nogi. Yeah. So hard to pass the guard Nogi, I find. Uh, a good guard. And even going back to the size thing, we've seen Sam
1: fight the Big Ham twice now, who has possibly mm. 100% weight advantage on him. He's yeah. 120 kilos. I Sammy. trained
0: with Paul. Uh, he came here before he went to the Europeans, yeah. and I wasn't going to the Europeans. I had a couple of little yeah. injuries, and I wasn't training too hard. but. Yeah, I had a couple of, I had three or four rows and he came out here on an open mat like yeah. this, and it was quiet, and I knew he wanted to come out and get some training, and yeah. I was kind of not feeling bad for him, but I was like, "Shit, sure, he's actually coming all the way out," yeah. and there's not even very many people here yet. He came kind of early and stuff, so I was like, "Right, me and him, I have three or four rows," mm. and uh, geez, I had a hard time with him. He's yeah. a someone, he's he's another person. Then again, what I found that he he was very well able to use his weight on me, yeah. and that's often something that you hear about. Uh, it's a, it's a compliment for someone that size, yes. you know? You hear people all the time saying, oh, he's very strong. Yeah, yes. what everybody says that yeah, about everybody. Yeah. But I know some people who are able to use that weight or use exactly. that size very well, and he was certainly...
1: And just going back to my point, was like Sam fought him twice, and, and armbarred him the first time, and I think he beat him on points the second time, mm. down in Cork. and like Just to see someone just like half the size, mm. to be able to overcome that, like yeah. it just shows the level of Sam's.
0: Half the size and the other bloke knows jiu-jitsu yeah. so it's not even just both, like they're both purple yeah exactly, like, yeah exactly oh, exactly yeah. which is crazy yeah crazy. it which just shows is,
1: how good it's like the wizard sam mcnally is yeah. yeah, I that's hope he gets like that nickname when they when they call out the names or whatever when he's walking out. I believe
0: we're getting. Uh, Are you getting proper introductions? In I don't or? know what the, the level of introduction is going to be like, but I believe the finalists get Just entrance music. So Ooh, I, if he makes finalists. it to the final, I'll be looking for yeah. the Harry Potter, Do you know, kind of <laughs> the team music when it's coming up towards like da, Yeah, and exactly, like exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that uh, that uh, that's, that takes us nicely through. I don't know. And, uh, have you had anything coming up after that that like you're you're taking
0: about or anything no to be honest i like to do the competitions and i'm thrilled to be doing this and i'm looking forward to doing this and i'm going to do my best but i think my job here now is to just make the people that are coming to my classes like jiu even competition for them is secondary you know yeah. uh, there's a few people here that are quite good there's well everybody here is getting quite good but there's a few people here that would be at a level to Beyond the podiums in a couple of the competitions around Ireland Um, but through injury or through school or college or whatever they've been kept away but 95% of the people that are training here couldn't give a rats about going to a competition they just like the jiu-jitsu they like the training so that's my that's my main focus I know the Irish Open is in June or something now
1: yeah a bit of a clash there with that yeah
0: Yeah. Um, but it it, it is what it is we were talking about that earlier it's I, I, like 99% of people just the clash yeah. was is the Worlds just yeah. for for everyone listening is yeah. the same weekend as the mm-hmm. uh, as the World Championships in California 99% of people that are doing Jiu Jitsu in Ireland probably didn't even know the Worlds was on that oh, weekend yeah. so that's so it's not like it's mm-hmm. you can see where the lads are coming from uh, putting it on that week but mm-hmm. it is particularly unfortunate for people who are very very invested in jiu-jitsu like because yeah. not oh, and you see this argument online all day what oh this young guy he only gets to train jiu i have 17 kids and 12 jobs and what about my jiu-jitsu say, yeah fair enough what about your jiu-jitsu but what about his what about you look at uh richard bukowskin richie yes. b like that's what that's all he wants to do and all yeah. of his, all of his work and all of his life is basically based around training and rightfully so he's touching world class at at the age that he is already you know he at the europeans there he lost what like by one score to the guy that's that, sm- that yeah. Mini myo guy there that people, smoked everybody people like
1: people were writing articles about that guy before the competition yeah 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 and, then, and richie b nearly beats him yeah. you know what i mean
0: and then, then that guy smoked everyone yeah. so the worlds and the irish open being on on the same weekend is shite for him yeah. you know and yeah. of course you can't just do it for him but him, he is jujitsu, like that is, yeah, yeah. A, a kid like that who's putting all of his time and all of his training, I think that's what it should be about. Now that doesn't mean put the Irish Open on the same uh, weekend the same. but yeah. it does mean feel bad for him, because yeah, I would it, feel, bad feel
1: bad for him. Feel bad for him, because you can say whatever, like oh most people, like, it won't bother him, but for the people that it does bother, it bothers them a lot more, I think, mm-hmm. than the people that, the other people, Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it, it, they're so invested in, in doing this that yeah. having the national championship yeah. taken away from them basically is, is kind of a bit of a basically.
0: Puts, puts coaches in a bad spot as well. So, like, what's Darren going to do? Is he going to yeah. go to the Worlds? Well, I assume he is. Yeah. Gonna, but is he going to go, even if he wasn't competing, is he going to go to the Worlds and corner your Richie B's, corner your guys that are so heavily invested? Yeah. Or is he going to go to the Irish Open and coach 90% of his school? You know? Yeah. Um, And that's a very hard decision to make. I heard, and he's a guy that gets a bad rap, but he says a lot of good stuff, I think. I heard Lloyd Irvin say before he was frustrated about going to a competition to corner someone who hadn't really put in the work. He was like, I'm not trying to give up my time to go and corner you if you haven't really put in the work. Um, Now, just to clear up, I'm not saying that the people that are going to the Irish Open versus the Worlds, I'm not saying that they haven't put in the work, but the people that are going to the Worlds have probably put in more work. So I'm not taken away from the Irish Open yeah. guys, but if you're going to the World Championships and you're going to be competitive, you've probably broke your balls for the last however long. Um, and that's a, someone like that, or that's going to be him going, fuck, what do I do here? Do I go and support the team, or do I go and support mm. the elite of the team? Mm.
1: That sucks. It's a tricky situation. Well, Apparently it's just for this year, as they set the new venue. And next year it'll be lined better. But Where
0: is it this year, do you know? What's the name? The new, the new place? Yeah. It's,
1: uh, it's the National Training Centre, I, I think so it's like a big government provided sports, sports nice actually facility. yeah 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 cool. so apparently it's one of the first times it's been open to something outside of the main well, government government that's good so it will be pretty awesome for those who can make it ah yeah, yeah. and here i'm going to be yeah. there i don't yeah. you know what i mean yeah. i'm with you, i'm with them uh, but it's just it's just unfortunate that it had to clash with the, with the other yeah. major tournaments you know
0: and I'm sure this is something that's be, probably been ballyed around on Facebook already, but it's even crap for int- attracting international exactly, competitors. Yeah. Last year at the Irish yeah. Open, I was beaten by Jamie Hughes. Yeah. Um, and now, actually, maybe that'll be good because maybe he won't be here. This- <laughs> <laughs> maybe he won't be here this year. But last year I was beaten by Jamie Hughes, um, who was over for the competition, yeah. you know. And now he'll be forced to. Well, um, there won't be much of a choice there, you yeah. know. Obviously, you're going to go to the World instead of the so Irish a Open. A guy like that is
1: very dedicated to to the international competitions and you see mm. him at all going, you even if you follow him on Instagram where you see everything yeah. Everything he posts is like leading up to the next tournament, mm. you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So he's probably not going to come to Irish Open instead of going to the world, as I, I imagine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. But even, it's, yeah, so keep going. It's go, that's going to be the in the UK because the sport is more mature and they're going to have a bigger team of, like the UK are going to send a lot more people to the world than Ireland will. Yeah. So because of that, you can probably bet that the UK won't have the Irish Open, or the the, the English Open or the British Open on the same day. Um, just because they have more... Yeah. And, and in five, six years from now, maybe every team in Ireland is sending a couple of blue belts, purple belts over or whatever, mm-hmm.
1: so... I think it will go that way eventually, but it will take a bit of time to build up. Yeah. Especially for the clubs, smaller clubs, like we're kind of in a, maybe a luckier position... Definitely, where, where definitely. Because especially, even, even just... Training in Dublin, you have more opportunities to train with a bigger club because there's just a bigger population density. That yeah. You're gonna catch more people into each club. Yeah. Like I, some of the clubs I was in before were quite small, like I was in one in, originally I came up with a small club in Cork. We were like basically when it first opened and you'd have four or five people training like most of the time, like literally just four lads yeah. in, on the mats, like so then if you get into into Dublin now and you have twenty people in on the mat and you go to the next class and there's a different 20 people so it's like yeah. such a big pool of people you get to train with all the time yeah, and stuff yeah
0: like that. Yeah. and everybody has different i think even for us just being no, whatever the size of the school just the fact that our coach now dara yeah. is currently competitive yeah that you have that direct link to like of course we know when the worlds is on because he's going yeah exactly. and when the europeans is on and the first europeans I went, to, I went to the Worlds with Dara in 2011, and it was ju- it was just me and him that went, and a, a girl that was training with us at the time. She went to competed as well, um, but it was just us. And then the next year, there was five. I didn't go now the next year. The next year there was six, seven. So it wasn't, it actually didn't start off. And I think this is what a lot of schools are trying to do now maybe. Let's bring, it. and I'm very conscious of this. This is why I don't push people into the competition too early here. Um, let's bring this huge team to the competition let's roll up to the competition with this huge team because that's what atos do in the states or that's what the aoj guys yeah. do or even people to that's what the ecjj guys always have a big crew or the andy ryans guys always have a big crew yeah because they've been around for a while you can't you like it, it started off with a small crew I'm Sure, you've, i'm sure you've seen it's that's i like that thing on facebook now where it brings up on this day five years oh, ago yeah, or something
1: yeah. And you see such a, ma- a massive difference. Yeah,
0: you'll see yeah. like the lads out at the Northern Irish Open and it'll be four of us, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and it'll be like, the team really did well today. Or, yeah. And then the next year, it was seven of us. And the yeah. next year, 10, yeah. 15, yeah. yeah. And then eventually it's a big team doing big stuff. But like here in my school, and again, like I said, there's some people that are very good, but there's some people that uh, don't need to be competing yet. You know what I mean? It's like you could, you could yeah. compete, but you don't need to be. You're going to get just the benefit from... Uh, the same benefit from coming down and training, you know? Um, And that's the same for these small gyms down there. Mm. Like, especially if you're training in a gym, if you're a white belt, you're a beginner. And here, I've seen some white belt beginners from those small gyms killing everyone. So this isn't across the board. But just you just have less people to train with, less access to regular training. Maybe there's only classes three times a week instead of classes every day and stuff. And then you have to come up and Uh, pat and john school for example the lads in satori they have like 50 people in a class Mm. some of their white belts are very very good a lot of young lads and they have a good crew of young lads who are friends and they're friends through jujitsu so they love training with each other you could be training in you and your five teammates you just rock up for the weekend in the fucking minivan
1: yeah
0: and your first match is against some other white belt who breaks his balls twice a day six times a week in a gym full of 50 people and he goes to the europeans and he goes to you and yeah it's kind of unfair hmm. but it is what it's it is you know it is yeah, what it is yeah, yeah. it's like if I went down to if I went down to some team i don't know i'm so bad at this but some team what's a county that's good at ga yeah, who are good at ga who are good at hurling even
1: cork good at hurling cork good
0: say how i went down to cork like yeah. i'm just going to get on the hurling team but yeah. that's where they're cuz that's yeah. where they're good at hurling yeah. you know what i mean it's like if you're doing jiu jitsu in a place where it's not that popular
1: yeah, yeah. kind of is what it
0: is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard. It's unfortunate.
1: I, I know what it's like coming from think, like even the, the places where I came from, at right now, were a lot bigger than what they were at that time. That was the time as well was different. That time, like the five, six years ago, mm. like everything was even here was probably like smaller, like in Dublin and stuff. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. There wouldn't have been many black belts around that time. No,
0: I I remember going to S B G with Dara every day because yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. Not every day. Well, he went every day.
1: Mm. Just to get a bit more training, like yeah. more bodies,
0: and not and not even that we ne- and it was it was it certainly was better training because yeah. the people were more experienced, but we didn't even consider it better training. We just considered it more, more training. training. We yeah. just we just knew we needed to train more, yeah. you know. And that again became pe- more people started wanting to train more. Actually, I think myself and Dara. And a few other people in that group and obviously a few people in spg were the first people to take jujitsu full-time i think i'm I'm open to correction on that and that's not something that i'm proud of so it's not i'm I'm very open to correction on that i know there was obviously people training mma professionally yeah but i i I wasn't too aware of anyone just breaking their balls just jujitsu every day um and then more and more people started wanting to do that with us so then we needed to go other places less. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. We would have had to go to SBG or go to train with Chris Bow and Gracie Baja or once or twice, whatever it might have been, organising all these different training sessions around. But then it became people wanted to come and train with Dara. Yeah. And I was just lucky that I was there. Same as John and Pat and Sam yeah. and Marcus. And yeah. all these people start coming to us. And then eventually you have a full timetable. Exactly, yeah. Um,
1: so things can grow out of small, small off, offshoots or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. and and. Even here. And again, I suppose it's all stemming from like, I'm lucky that I had the exposure to Dara's teaching and he, his exposure to all of the people that he's trained with has trickled down to me as well. But off the back of that, even though Jiu Jitsu is not so popular in Bray, like it's not, there's only, I think there's two Jiu Jitsu gyms in Bray. But like, it's not like there's everyone in Bray knows what Jiu Jitsu is. I suppose not like that in Dublin either, but you know what I mean. Yeah. There's just lots of jiu jitsu in Dublin, whereas yeah. further down in Wicklow and the other counties, not so much. But even though I remember, there's some guys here. I have one student here, um, one of the boys that was here before we left, Keen. He left with my brother, Keen O'Reilly. He's in sixth year now in school. He'll be chuffed that I'm a little dope. He'll be chuffed that I'm saying this now if he gives him a little listen. But <laughs> he's he's fantastic. He is very, very good. He picked it up quicker than anybody I've ever trained with. Anybody. And I've seen him submit people that I've been training 10 times longer than him, like legitimately and legitimate submissions as well. He gave me one of the hardest roles I've ever had, the first few roles I had with him. Yeah, I was, I was just saying, like, I think even, and this is, this is for, to take it back to those gyms where there's five or six people training, you, you definitely can get good. Like you definitely can, you can get very good. Uh, I, when I left the setup here, I thought to myself, oh, shit, I'm not going to be training with the people. I'm not going to be taking as many whoopings. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to be taking my daily beatings off the lads that are the same and a higher level than me. My training's is going to suffer because of this. Um, and then I opened up the school here. A few people came with me. I had a few purple belts, a few blue belts that were training with me at the start. But this guy, Keane, was just particularly dedicated. Can't just listened to everything. And whether everything I had to say was right or wrong, he listened to everything that I had to say. He put it into practice. He, Kept coming train and he was always first here and last out, and that's the same as the lads that, like I mentioned earlier on, I'm sure there's lads that are killing people that are training in those small gyms, yeah. and I bet you they're first in and last out. You yeah, know? yeah. So players. if you are, if you are in a position where your gym isn't. It doesn't have 20 classes a week and it doesn't have 20 people in every class and it, if your coach isn't a black belt or if your coach is part-time or whatever you just have to put in the extra effort that's all that yeah. it is you know there's, um,
1: there's always a way of finding that isn't
0: there like you can always yeah find yeah more. yeah like, even I went to a secondary school where all the people in my class were kind of messers right not all of them but a lot of people in my class are kind of messers it was a school that wouldn't have been renowned for its like academic results necessarily um and my parents took me out of that school in sixth year. It was a non-fee-paying school, and they sent me to the institute, that the uh, fee-paying school in town, okay. and everyone used to say, ah, oh, you big posh boy, or whatever. <laughs> it was like, yeah, well, if you break it down over the six years, maybe it wasn't that, but anyway. Uh, I went to this private, not private school, uh, the fee Payne Institute of Education yeah, in yeah. town where it's meant to be one of the best ones to go to or whatever. And I came out of that with less points than my friends who stayed in the school before me. Yeah. And it's like, I went to a better school, I had better opportunities, but the lads just put in more work to me, simple just as did, that.
1: They just did the work, yeah. 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 And that's
0: the same as these other gyms, like I could be, we, could go, we could go out and break our balls in Monkstown every day. Yeah. Um, but if we come home and we're just not living a good lifestyle or we're just flaking off or we're not thinking about the training and then some fella in his gym of five or six people, if he is, yeah. if he's immersing himself yeah. completely, you've got to watch out for him.
1: Every so often you do see one of those guys just come out of nowhere like a mm. corner, and it's like, where did that guy come from? He just yeah. arm six guys in a row. yeah, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. Exactly. from some
0: Exactly. Well. And I think there's something too Big fish in a small pond. People used to complain about that. Ah, you're just a big fish in a small pond. But there's something to that, the psychology of being a big fish in a small pond. Like, you consider yourself good. If you're in the gym tapping out everybody that you train with every day, even if those guys are crap, and even if you don't know it, you're used to tapping people out. So if you go to a competition, you're going to start your match with the intention of tapping that guy out. But if you're the type of person that, and I see this from the kids' classes, who wins a kids' match is who thinks is going to win. apart from if you're fighting one of those like rut twins like some (laughs) actual sicko kid like if the kids are just reasonably equal and matched in skill level who wins is who thinks is going to win and as soon as one of them gets in the other one's head it's almost over (laughs) Um, and that's the same for the adults you know you Mm. see people go out and they just already made their mind up maybe they wouldn't tell you they'd be oh yeah i'm gonna go out here i'm gonna do my best or whatever but they see the other bloke and they even see oh his patches are kind of fancy i fought a guy at the at Dublin Open uh, and he was a black belt and he was bigger than me and he had all these patches and he yeah. had and he was a nice guy I was chatting to him after but he had all these tattoos and people were coming up to me going oh are you gonna fight this guy <laughs> and the guy that was the guy that was calling the brackets came over to me and he goes a polish guy and he was like are you Chris Letty?" and I says yeah and he goes do you know who you're fighting and I was like no and he goes oh and he told me your man's name I can't remember your man's name and I was like okay cool. and he goes, do you know who he is and I was like no um and I could, at this stage, I'll be honest. Right, at this stage, I had kind of copped. Oh, I bet you it's that guy. <laughs> so I was just trying to be, I was just trying to be cool to this chap. I was like, no, I don't know who he is or whatever. But and I was kind of like, I didn't buy into, oh shit, he's really big. Oh shit, he has tattoos. Oh shit, he has cool gear. Oh shit, I was just like, oh, he's a black belt, so he must be good. Yeah. But then I fought him, and I, whatever, maybe he was having a bad day. But I killed him. I bet him eighteen nil. I couldn't submit him now, in fairness. But I was running around him. I had him in lots of different submissions. And everyone came up to me after as if I was a ninja. Everyone was like, oh, my God, you, you bet that guy, the guy with the patches yeah. and the tattoo and the beard and the da-da-da. And I was like, yeah, but he's just a bloke. He's just a guy <laughs> doing, a jiu-jitsu, doing jiu-jitsu, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know, like, I think there's a lot more to it than training in a cool gym or yeah. having a cool gear or it's just tr- just try. yeah just try yeah, hard yeah. And, that, and that's fucking it like you know yeah. and that's for the, the lads that are training like there was before Dara set up east coast the training almost was just five or six of us yeah. like the training used to be me Dara Pat Sheridan John Sheridan Marcus that feeling Dave there's probably 10 of us and yeah. that was it like yeah. and a few people would float in and out of the class but that was it and you can definitely do it, you know? Yeah. Like when Dara started training full time, he was shite. <laughs> like he was shite, like, and so as, as was I. And I'm sure he'll tell you that now as well. But just kept going. Kept going just yeah. kept going, and then, and then he gave, wasn't shite. the
1: other thing is you just actually gave a shit about it. Like, you yeah. gave a shit about what you were doing.
0: Yeah, because like, yeah, we, we could tell it was working. Yeah. We, we were like, hang on a minute, like this is, we were training three times a day, and people were slagging us and saying, oh, you guys are just doing that, and yous aren't doing a proper job, or you yeah. are gonna have to wake up and smell the coffee, and I was just like, but it, we're getting better. Like this, yeah, it's yeah. working. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we could very clearly see it was working. Going to competitions in the UK or around Europe, and just beating people that we were like, oh wait a minute, like mm. this is we're actually all right at this. Like I'm maybe not myself, but some of the other guys were certainly having very good competition results. Yeah. So it was paying dividends. And then people started wanting to do it with us, and a lot of people, a lot of people saw the results. Yeah. And came. This actually takes it back to what we were saying earlier about a lot of people see that Atos bring a hundred people to the competition. So then they try to bring a hundred yeah. people. A lot of people saw that me and Dara and the lads were training every day. And then they tried to do it with us. They asked, could they come and train? And we used to have a running joke about it. Of, we'd almost have a list of people who were going to come today. We'd be like, oh, he'll be out today <laughs> and you would be, this guy's coming, this guy's coming. And you would know they weren't going to come. They'd yeah. message you saying, because it was just hard. And yeah. it wasn't hard that we were going to try to beat you up. It was just hard because we trained two hours in the morning, have two hours lunch train two hours again, have no breaks, so we just teach class and then we train again. Yeah. Um, and you could do it for a day, you could do it for a week, but nobody could do it for two months or three months yeah. or four months and everyone just kept dropping off and we just stayed. And I tell you, I stayed cause I liked it, but to go back to what I said also at the start of the podcast, cause I liked having fun yeah. and I was having fun. Like yeah. all, I was, you're joking with the lads, you're slagging each other, you know what I mean? You're doing a bit of jiu-jitsu. It was hard work, but it was a lot more fun than what I had ever worked at before. And here, here we are now, you know. Think yeah. We went
1: in a nice circle there. Nice way to end. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, uh, how do people find you
1: on social media or whatever? Or?
0: Chris Letty. I might not accept you now if you have me, you know <laughs> what I mean? But Chris Letty on Facebook or East Coast, uh, actually, right, Dr. Bray on Instagram. A lot <laughs> of people don't get that one. A lot yeah. of people don't get that one because <laughs> Dr. Dre, Dr. Bray, but there you go. Dr. Bray on Instagram, East Coast Jiu Jitsu Academy, Bray as well, ECJJA, Bray.com. Look for us in Bray if you can yeah. find us. We're kind of we're kind of parked off, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're very very welcome to come down. We're just finishing up the open mat at twelve. If anybody's yeah. free any Sunday, they can join us here.
1: Good up and at open Matt in Bray. Yeah, good few at visitors today as well. Yeah, uh, yeah and I'm Niall, Niall O, so Niall Zero on Instagram, and I also have. Um, Is it a zero or an O? Well, yeah. then you better say Niall, yeah, zero. A Niall zero. but. Everyone back home calls me Nilo, so I, I, I just thought it looked nice. Was Nilo taken, was it? It probably was, yeah. It just looks a little bit different. Well, you now i no, no, no zero myself yeah. now. Right, yeah. Anyway, so Nilo and uh, Irish BJJ videos as well. Check that out, it's my, my thing as well. Delish. So uh, there we go, that's the end of the first uh, podcast.